0: This is Levi Bates. This is Rich Bokini. This is Stu Young. Teddy Stigma, the world's worst role model.
1: E-F-F-Y-F-E. This is Holiday. This is El Serpentigo. The princess of pro wrestling, SoCal Val. And we are... The Ugly Ducklings!
2: And you are listening to...
1: The only wrestling podcast
0: that calls it... Right down the middle, the whole... and
2: Show.
3: And now... The wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. The Whole Ref and Show. Welcome, folks, to Fest
4: 17 and welcome to The Whole Ref and Show, the only wrestling podcast that calls
2: it right down the middle. My name is Perry Smith. And my name is the incredible badass. That is Darren Beasley. Darren Beasley. Whoa, they like
4: that one. Yeah. Who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't like that one? Well, I can name one person. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> welcome to our show, folks. We're very glad to have you here. I hope you are enjoying the fest. You guys enjoying the fest so far? Yes. Yeah. Favorite bands you've seen thus far? Mid-tier. Nice. Thank you, Wolf. Yes. Everyone else is just here to see the <laughs> this podcast. That's great. So Darren and I, are, uh, we're uh, lifelong friends, it seems, and uh, lifelong wrestling
2: fans. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. I right. was going to say, unfortunately, just for the hell of it, but that would not be nice. He'll turn me. Okay. Uh, that's great. Uh,
4: <laughs> so, one of us is a teacher, one of us is an actor. I'll let you guess who's who. The answer will be on the test at the end of this. Ooh, was that a clue or was I acting? Was that a red herring? Ooh. All right. <laughs> Please hold your laughter and applause left the uh, podcast, folks. Uh, by the way, yes, I'm the actor. You may have seen me on skits on Conan O'Brien's show, as well as commercials, peddling Pepto-Bismol, Hardee's, Yahoo, a couple cars, I forget which Duke. ones. Juke,
2: didn't you do something with Nissan uh, Seacrest?
4: Yes. That, yes. Was,
2: that was fun. I
4: paid rent for a couple months. That was nice. Darren teaches three AP classes, and I, I hear that's unheard of in the world of academics.
2: Uh, I guess I do it with a flourish, however. Uh, I am a teacher at a college preparatory academy, and for some reason, this is what I do with my free time. Wonderful. Beautiful. So, enough
4: about us. You guys are here for Fest, obviously. How many are here for Fest Wrestling? Yeah. Yeah. Correct response. Me too, I am. Well, uh, we love Fest Wrestling on our show. We talk about it all the time. Uh, We do preview shows whenever there is a Fest show coming up. We do review shows whenever this Fest show is completed. And uh, we got quite a few participants from Fest Wrestling on today's show. I know that's what you guys are here for.
2: That's what I'm here for. Uh, That's what I'm here for, and I am stoked about this panel. We had a great panel last year. We had a lot of great guests on our show, and to have them all here, one place, one time, Let's get him out here. Interacting, not in character, a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
4: let's bring the guys out. The first one we're going to bring out, he's one half of the greatest commentary team in wrestling, and you can listen to him play some mean bass guitar with his band, World's Scariest Police Chases, Mr. Max Gregg. Come on out, Max.
5: Yeah. yeah.
2: Next up, we have former WWE announcer, former hockey announcer, current Astros fan. And one half of the voice of Fest Wrestling, as well as one half of the voice of MLW Wrestling, Rich Bokini. Fresh out of the Duck Pond, he's the
4: man with a plan and the Golden Playbook. He's the coach for one of the hottest tag teams on the Indies, the Ugly Ducklings, Coach Mikey. (laughs) Yes. Watch, watching
2: Wolf Taylor quack is unnatural. <laughs> there you go. There, you, there it is. Our next panel member is on a passionate pursuit to inspire young minds. He is a rebel. It's very clear that he's gifted. He is the child of the eighth day, Saib Al-Sabah. Yeah,
4: that's swagger. You may recognize this sinister pair from your worst nightmares, a duo always down for death and destruction, and straight up hashtag demon shit, Roddy Rios and Katie Green, the Coda. Yeah. Ooh. Some booze here from your fellow Coglies. There's
2: booze here that's not Pabst
4: Blue Ribbon? Oh, wow. That's very interesting.
2: Think about that. Welcome all to the whole Refin Show live. At Fest Seventeen,
4: <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. Uh, so, I'll start down here with
6: you, Max. How you feeling? Are you enjoying the fest so far? I'm having a great fest so far. Uh, elaborate. <laughs> uh, my bands played two cool shows. Um, I ate a lot of good food. I think. Didn't
2: Do you think, think that you ate a lot of good food?
6: <laughs> I, I think I ate a lot of good food. Been. Hanging out with Rich, hanging out with friends. It's been fun. You said friends, and then you said
4: Rich. What does that mean?
6: Uh, rich is a friend as well, but Rich is right here, so I thought I'd include him separately.
4: Any, any cool things happened recently? Maybe an engagement?
6: I got engaged about oh! a month oh!
5: a month, oh! a month, a month and a half ago. Uh, uh, you is didn't it? hear?
6: <laughs> <laughs> rich, shoot, doesn't know. I thought... What the fuck? Oh. <laughs> Don't you check the internet? I thought Tony would have told you. R- Rich Rich is
4: in his own little bubble. Rich, he, age he can't
6: continue.
4: see through all that. He can't see through all that vape
2: smoke. Instagram, Instagram is for more than just models, Rich. <laughs> it is Rich, how we doing, buddy? Besides getting shit on already. Not by me. Why would you look at me that way? I like how you asked the question.
0: Is there a reason why he asked the question? We asked the hard questions. There's no reason. No,
2: no, I'm no,
0: having a great time.
2: Okay, that's and a excellent. pleasure as
0: always to see you
2: guys. Oh man, it's a pleasure to see you. This time it's not over Skype though. That's pretty cool. I don't. <laughs> I do not he's talking about the he's talking about the sex cam
7: sessions that him and
4: Rich I, have I, over I was, that's Skype. Precisely
2: what I'm not talking about. Oh, okay.
7: <laughs> okay.
4: Uh, Coach, how you been, bud? When, when are you not having a good time? You can go I'm, anywhere and have I'm, a good time.
7: I mean, I'm always having a good time. It's been fantastic. I feel like. Like seeing you guys with the the headgear and the glasses, it's like seeing like superheroes at like Disney World. Because like I always see the pic, I always see the picture. But I like when we do the interviews, this isn't the look. But I love it. Well, I, know yeah.
4: you're, I know you're wondering. We've addressed it. Yes, we wear this when we record at our home. Um, right?
7: Do you really? Do you also uncle? wear
4: it when you masturbate? Whoa! I th- thought we asked well. the hard
2: questions. Hey, oh. hey, hey, oh, hey, this hey. guy. Occasionally soft questions
4: Sometimes yeah. halfway questions All right, move
2: on, please Saib, how are we doing? I'm good, can't complain, still living
4: that, that, Hey, man. it's better than the
2: alternative, right?
4: Why can't you all be polite as Saib and Coach Mikey? <laughs> hmm? Okay, wonderful Ronnie Mr. Rios, how are you, sir? Unfortunately, still living Oh, man <laughs> It's the same answer, but the opposite. No, but he's happy about it. I'm ready to go. Oh man, 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 that's no good. Caden, Caden, you having a good time? Shalom. shalom, shalom. Welcome, welcome. So you having a good time at the fest?
8: Oh yeah. Um, we saw like some really killer bands last night, and today I just went and saw um, at the drive-through.
4: I've heard of them. Sure. So good. Are the Ramones still around? I don't. I don't know. Is that? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, that's right. Half of There's like
8: one. Isn't there? Diseases. There's one left. Oh, no. They're all, dead. They're all dead. <laughs> They're just adding Ramon to anybody's name. It's like, oh, hey, Mikey Ramon's here. Teddy Ramon. Whoa,
4: whoa, whoa. Speaking Teddy of um, <laughs> uh, more band members. Whoa. <laughs> what?
6: What? What? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Consider oh the party goodness. Crash.
4: Absolutely crashed by. Uh, we got Eric Cannon in the house. We have Tony Weinbender. Tony hey Weinbender, guys. who, we have you guys. yeah. For those who don't know, for the fest, you have this man to thank, Tony Weinbender. Not, not to mention Fest Wrestling. Absolutely. Absolutely. There are more people on stage than there are in the audience, and I'm totally
2: fine with that. Hey,
4: sometimes less is more. True. Absolutely true. Thank you, sir. Welcome. I'm a team
2: player. Yes, welcome to Eric Cannon, the father of First Wrestling, the home of Wrestlepalooza, and the only PBR-sponsored professional wrestler.
4: You know, but but typically when alcoholics get sponsored, it's for other reasons, (laughs) Darren.
1: Look, my liver is deteriorating at a rapid pace. And I wouldn't have it any other way.
4: <laughs> 10 years, we'll have all new livers for us to get, so
1: it'll uh-huh. be all fine. When I win the, the Mega Millions or the Powerball or whatever it is, that's, I'm
2: getting in line for a liver transplant. Awesome. Yeah. Best of luck I'm, to you. I'm pretty sure PBR <laughs> will pay for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or when I win the Wild Man Cup tomorrow, you'll get take a, the paycheck
2: to the hospital.
4: You get, a, you get a PBR sponsored new liver transplant. That'd be awesome.
2: That'd be
9: great. So, Tony, Tony,
2: yeah. Tony, how's the weekend going already? It's awesome.
9: Uh, well, it's been more than a weekend. We did two days down in Ebor for right. our six-year pre-fest. And at my age of 42, I realized real quick that I cannot do this shit this many days anymore.
4: That's right, folks. Fest 17, the last
9: fest. <laughs> Thank so you, folks. Good night. A good
4: time. Good night, folks.
9: I won't say it's going to be the last night. I'm just saying like,
1: it's long,
9: baby. It's long, you know. I need to learn how to, like, uh, not celebrate with all my friends so much. And that's the thing with this thing. Like, even, like, you know, for those of you who have been to the fest wrestling shows, we like to hang out and have a good time because it's a collection Absolutely. of friends and family and it's, uh, you know, all this stuff. And then fest is just, like, everywhere you go. Like, it's just, like, I haven't seen you since last year. How you been? And like, let's catch up, and then let's drink another PBR. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's
4: like throwing a house party. You can't ever truly enjoy your own party. You are too busy going. You good? You need anything? Great. You all right? You good. You guys thirsty? You all right? Open the window. Stuff like that. So <laughs> yeah, I understand that completely. Only on a massive scale. <laughs> yes, well, ask I understand. These that.
9: gentlemen, how they're doing like with uh, it too. I mean, everybody on this panel here has been actually festing. For the last couple of days. Absolutely. I mean, in the radio land, I don't know if you've commented on it already, but Mikey already lost his clothes. He's up here just buck naked. <laughs> so. I don't know that I've ever seen Mikey with a shirt on or a shirt fully buttoned before, and
4: yet yeah, I would not have that any other way as well. Thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate you guys being Finally. here. No. <laughs> The people who are listening to this at home don't know that you're late. Thank it's you for actually being on time. right on time. Absolutely. <laughs> wonderful. So let's get into some questions. You guys feeling like answering some questions? Yes, because that's why you're here. Wonderful. So as we mentioned before, Max, you're in a band called World's Scariest Police Chases. True or false? True. Awesome. Thank you. And you had the third album just come out, or should
6: I say Ablim 3? Tell a- us about album 3. Album 3 hit stores October 12th. Via Say Ten Records out of Richmond, Virginia. It's our third album. Awesome. album.
4: It It is album. album. We're not being stupid. Uh. It, well, we are. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> but, but <in> <laughs> that, <laughs> on, on purpose.
2: And that acceptable punk rock kind of way, like, I see what you did there. Yeah. Gotcha. Max, but, uh, you know, as far as Fest Wrestling goes, you're a voice. Uh, we, we don't see you a lot except for the huge round of applause we get at the very beginning as you make your way to the announce table. As far as uh, your band, you're a bass line, but you've got a music video. You've got a music video. And and Rich, you can save the pick statement uh, for later. (laughs) But your music video, music video, this is the the work of, of video artists uh, Scotty Swemba, right? Scotty Swemba, who does some video work for Fest and Fest Wrestling. So now, I don't know what has been your experience with visual art. How, the, how now that you are a music video artist? Experience. See, they're not all about wrestling, guys. Um, what's that transition like? You're not just it, voice. it's
6: been pretty wild. Face. Um, whenever you make a music video, you film the same thing a bunch of the times in a, in a row. And I smoked weed in the video, so I got to smoke a bunch of weed in a row, and that was pretty normal for me. Darren, I feel like you're a Southern lawyer who's about
3: to have a gotcha moment against Max
2: right now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you're putting him in a corner. It's it's coming. It's coming. You're
3: very very perceptive.
4: Moving on to Mr. Bokini here. Uh, Rich, between Fests, MLW, NXT, WWE, and others... Uh, You have done commentary for a lot of wrestlers in action, of course. Uh, Who are your favorite wrestlers to watch? And don't say people who are on the panel, because I know
0: you're just going to say that. Big Eric Cannon fan.
3: Huge oh, wow. Eric Cannon fan. Wow, who isn't? And of course, of he course
0: left. he's not here. I, hey, did I, ma- did ooh, I mention? Ooh, I am a huge ooh. fan of the Coda. Those guys, I'm telling you, oh, that, that is a tag team to keep an eye you on. Don't, you don't even know which one's which.
3: Uh-oh. You yeah, called is- us both Kated in our first match.
0: <laughs> yeah, I probably did. Pro- you know why? Because you probably didn't tell me beforehand who was who.
2: Uh-oh.
5: So there you Uh-oh. go. Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
2: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're not both Caden. We're both Caden.
4: <laughs> Welcome, Caden and Caden, the Caden. You
0: Wonderful. know, you know how it is. Sometimes before shows, you don't have time to talk to each other for a million different reasons. Uh, it was actually Max that night who wrote uh, beard and then beard. No, no, I remember your so explanation. No, you, no, it was longer beard. He wrote beard,
3: beard and, and then, then bigger beard. beard. Yeah. And because I'm 60 pounds heavier than Caden. You thought I was him. <laughs> it happens.
2: <laughs> Bigger beard, yeah. Well, uh, Rich, uh, of course, we've run off your accolades now twice, but I will say, uh, Perry and I revisited last year's whole reference show live from Fest 16. oh. And by and, that, it means we listen to it every night. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the things that we noticed was that a lot of the questions that we asked you, a lot of uh, the things that you had to talk about last year, all focused on you sort of creeping back into wrestling. It was at a time that you hadn't been back in wrestling for very long. It seemed like you were kind of unsure what the future was. Now it's exactly a year later. You've done a whole lot more. It can't possibly feel like you're simply creeping back in or that this is a sophomore effort. What is it? What is wrestling in your life right now?
0: I still don't know. I don't know, to be honest. Um, and that's fair. It's, I, I think it's more, it's become more of I'm enjoying it a lot more, probably even than I was last year, a, a lot of it because of Tony, number one, for dragging me back in, but um, all the guys sitting here at, at the table, um, just a lot of just great people. And even like we were at the Menzingers last night, and I look, and the, there's this whole group of wrestling guys there. Coach Mikey's there singing along. That was just cool. That was that was fun. And um, honestly, for me, it's just more about the community, like just being part of something. I if I wasn't doing this, I'd probably be in a band. So, I, I guess that I guess that's my answer.
4: There's also that whole playing an instrument part too, Rich. Just saying. What do you mean? Never mind. <laughs> If I wasn't doing this to be in a you band. Going. You have to play an instrument to be in a band. Well, I played the That's drums. That's not necessarily I'm true. Kidding.
0: I've been in bands. Oh, my I, I, I have been in bands many years ago. I haven't done
2: it in a number of years. So, Coach Mikey, <laughs> yeah. Rich, uh, Rich, there I will you direct you to cut your eyes at Perry, as I am well aware of your drumming past. <laughs> oh,
0: very sorry. But uh, it's 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 fun to be part of it, and this is just uh, you know fest. I think just exemplifies honestly what what the best of indie wrestling is about.
4: Obviously, a lot of uh, punk inspiration when it comes to Coach Mikey. Some of you already talked about how passionate he is about punk music. But Coach Mikey, do you have wrestling inspirations? Uh, maybe any managerial or perhaps Hulk hogan what <laughs> I'm
7: I'm, I'm confusing the question? Okay,
4: well, you're you're not a manager; you're a coach. Yes, yes. But your your role is sort of manager y Like, did yeah. you did you watch a lot of wrestling back in the day and go like, oh, Mister Fuji's great? I want to throw salt in people's eyes.
7: Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> uh. Well, Bobby Heenan. I'm um, on. hot. Uh, one of the ones that uh, people forget about uh, that I was a big fan of was Million Dollar Man when he was managing people. Who
4: forgot about million dollar? Well, no, man.
7: no, not forgot about him, but everyone thinks okay, he was a wrestler, but like I enjoyed him way more as a manager. Like, he spent
4: more time as a, just a, a figure, I think, yeah, like an actual wrestler, yeah, right. But either it, way, it was great. By the way,
7: I liked uh, Paul Bearer. I like, like, I feel like with a lot of managers, like, I mean, people are like, yeah, I am a manager. I am gonna wear a suit and tie and be a manager. I am like, well, no, you are. You
4: mean Jim sherbert Shit-talking Jim Sherbert,
7: Well, yeah, yeah. He's an asshole, so, like... Uh, <laughs> but, no, like, you, you, there's so much room to be a different character, and I, that's why I love the characters. I love the 80s. I love That's why I love Hogan and stuff. It's like, yeah, it's everyone's like, well, it's not the best wrestling. And I'm like, I'm not watching... I'm watching it to be entertained. And when I look back, it's like, I'm entertained by this, rather than everyone's like, well, attitude is the best. I was like, well, yeah, for certain aspects, but, like... I'd rather watch Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior than watch a 10-second bra and panties match. Like, I don't give a shit. Right, right. Yeah.
2: Well, okay, so you've already said Hulk Hogan, so you've stolen stolen my question here because... Sorry. (laughs) My question for you is, I can't put my finger on it, and I'm not not asking your permission to put my fingers on you, but when I think Coach Mikey... There is something that screams inside of my brain, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Can you explain that?
7: I, Dude, I can't. I've heard it from multiple people. I think it just whenever whenever I decided who I wanted to be, and it wasn't even like, really, I don't think I decided. It just kind of came out of me. Like, that's what I watched. And it's like, it's weird because Hulk Hogan reminds me of my dad a lot. And I think, honestly, like when I was a kid, I think that's what drew me to him. I was like, the mustache the, just everything the eyes and everything and it's like oh that's Hulk Hogan so it's just like i just always watch hogan so it's like when i think of wrestling and i think it's like i don't feel it come out of me but i was like oh you just sound like hulk hogan I was like no
8: i don't dude
2: <laughs>
7: it's weird but like people say that all the time and i think of it as a compliment i mean of course that's my that's what i think of when i see pro wrestling but
2: well, that that's an excellent answer. Kind of helps clear it up for me because right. uh, you know, and Hulk Hogan, obviously controversial figure. I of know course. that on our podcast all the time, we we try to not stray too far into uh, completely bashing him as well. No, but no, we also it, don't yeah. want to you know, keep him at the tip top of this pedestal. But we, we, try, exactly. we
4: try to be subjective no matter who it is. In fact, we tend to call it right down the middle. No, exactly. The only
7: yeah. the hey. uh, they
4: call it right down the middle. Thank you, guys.
7: Well, that's, well, that was another thing that, you know, really hurt me. I mean, I'm not – I don't feel like I'm, you know, being subjective. I just that is something in its own right. And, of course, like I love talking about it just because I enjoy – I enjoy hearing other things about it because a lot of wrestlers have been down these dark roads and stuff like that and it's hard to separate of course the human from the wrestler and stuff like that and a lot of times it's like yeah this sucks so it's like now what it's like Spider-Man or Captain America doing something very very horrible and you're like that's that's how do I get past that you know <laughs> Oh well absolutely a- a- if you read
4: comics you know that's exactly what's going on with Captain America right Is now Is it real? There you What? Go. what? Yeah. Caps a Nazi book. Captain Mikey. Nazi. Read a book.
5: Captain Jeez, Nazi read a comic, a comic book. book.
4: <laughs> Thank you, Coach. Uh, Saive Al-Sabah. Thank you very much for being here by the way.
5: Thank you, appreciate it. Oh, nice guy. He's so nice.
4: Um, <laughs> so you've been wrestling for Fast Wrestling for about a year now, and it went from who's Saeed Al-Sabah to who's Saif Al-Sabah. Because you've had some amazing matches, and you've already worked your way into the main event spotlight. Tony had no problem promoting you to the main event. That's right, Tony. You nod your head. Um, <laughs> so out of all the matches you've had so far, I'm sure your best work is yet to come. But so far, what match are you most proud of at Fest Wrestling?
5: Um, I think the, the match I'm most proud of is probably the match with Sir Pentacle. Oh, Because I think people got the opportunity to say, well, it's not just his athleticism, but him as an individual, as a person, that people got behind me, and not just because I can do things in the ring, but as a person, people got behind me. So I think that's my favorite match. That's awesome. Good
2: answer. Uh, One of the things that you can do, I was asking um, (laughs) some friends of mine, how is this physically possible? It seems that uh, when you perform a somersault, which to drop an elbow or a leg on someone, you don't get any elevation. You absolutely rotate on an axis, and my mind is completely blown. And I believe I am not alone when the Fest family sees moves like that. It is physically astonishing. So is there a where does that there? come from? Okay. Hey, you're background So Ronnie. I just to
5: tell you you're amazing, <laughs> brother. <laughs> um, I guess it comes, like, I'm a big wrestling fan, but I've, I've always loved the idea that there's new things. In wrestling, as opposed to like, ain't nothing to take away from the, the from the sport of wrestling, but I, I want to. I don't. I don't want to destroy wrestling. I don't want to do the same thing everybody else does. So I try to just switch it up just a little bit. So I'm my Speaking own person. That, you know what I <laughs> mean? Like, I just want to be an individual. I want. I want to be my own self. So if there is a moon I'm going to be like, all right. Well, how can I just make the moon less or more? But just so I stand out for being myself, as opposed to. The moon soul itself, being the moon. Sure,
2: yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I've got a, a, maybe a, maybe a bit of a tougher question here. Uh, just wanted uh, to say that uh, about the time that we first laid our eyes on Sally al Sabah in Gainesville, uh, Effie seemed to be the golden child around around this around these parts. But this passionate pursuit that you claim to be on, the rebellious soul became. Uh, very magnetic to the Fest family very quickly. Um, so as the gifted child, and we're looking at tomorrow's matchup, tomorrow's main event, uh, I would dare say Effie might be the saint. Cade might be the center. Serpentico, everyone. Snake. Or, or Boo. <laughs> <laughs> what is Sa'ib Al-Sabah?
5: Uh, me i'm just me i'm just myself um I, i i i still think like i love effie like i still think effie represents um individualism you know what i mean it doesn't represent anything else but that and i think i do the same thing you know what i mean and as long as good prevails i think that fest is in a good place as long as you're able to be yourself and people can get behind that that's the most important thing and so i'm just myself and i think Effie might be the saint, but Effie's still Effie. But Serpentacomo's definitely is a snake.
2: <laughs> but at the
5: end of the day, I'm just myself, and I hope that's what everybody gets out of it. I'm not. I'm, I'm rebellious in the fact that I'm me. I don't want to be put in a box. That's the one thing I don't want to be put into. You are
4: be put in a squared circle. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> don't put him in a cage match. He said he specifically does not want to do that. Thank you,
3: Saiev. Appreciate I wanna you. I was gonna say I wanna add something real quick when you were talking about your best match and obviously that's I know we, it on paper, maybe Serpentico is your best match, but I felt an energy and a magic in the room anytime you've been in the ring with Darby Allen. Good answer.
5: I wanna say something. Thank you for saying that. Darby Allen, I love because he's an individual too, right? Like you can't. People try to say like Darby's crazy or Darby's insane. Like no, Darby's an individual, and like I want to say this on record because I've actually told people this. Like I love that fact that Darby Allen exists because like I stepped in a ring with Darby and I felt deja vu, and for that, it's like it just let me know that I'm on the right path. And thank you for saying that because me and Darby actually had a couple of matches, and we actually had it at Fest. It was uh, in a intergender tag match, and. I think I felt that, and thank you for saying that. That is
3: my favorite moment of all of 2018 for wrestling, which is you were beating him up in the corner, and the ref was trying to get you out, like, get
5: him out of the corner,
3: get him out of the corner, and you just yelled at him,
5: I was raised on the
3: corner! <laughs> <laughs> and I I knew in that moment, you're a star. You are a star.
5: Thank you, bro. Appreciate, appreciate it. You. Aww.
3: Well, uh, after...
4: Uh, <laughs> After Ronnie said those very nice things to Saeev, I got to follow up with this question: uh, Why hashtag demon shit? Why doom and gloom? Why are you guys so hateful of everyone? And why don't you give anyone credit?
8: You for heard anything? my
2: suicide joke at the start, right? Uh, that's true. Well, what kind of demon shit are we talking?
8: I mean, literally everything is demon shit. When um, when we started uh, the Coda a few years. That's uh, heavy. Like, what? That's heavy, everything is demon <laughs> shit
7: <laughs> you is can t- If you get a tattoo
8: of that, I'll give you a t-shirt and a handy. Um,
2: <laughs> I'll be right back.
8: <laughs> um, so, so demon shit actually was a joke originally. We were uh, calling like our first like tag match as a tag team. not even that it was so oh, we, yeah, we was had just yet. formed they had just put
3: we were like a tag team that wasn't supposed to be a tag team. We got put together because we were two guys in Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling that weren't doing anything, and they wanted to kind of bury us, and they just put us together and like, yeah, you he's doing this Bray Wyatt gimmick, you're his mind slave now, just go do stuff. So we did a run-in, and we're looking at each other, we're in our mixed match gear, we're just smearing black paint over our faces, and we're like, what are we doing out there? Because we're just beating people up. And he's like, I don't know, just do demon shit? I'm like, yeah, it's demon shit. And I hashtagged it as a joke, and it was getting traction and we looked at each other we just kept saying that to each other like this is the thing let's make this a thing let's make this a hey, thing that's a t-shirt <laughs> sure yeah. it's actually not a t-shirt um no, you, uh, no, it's it, it on, is it now. is on oh yeah the, yeah, yeah the one yeah we
8: actually have a shirt that um the photo was taken at fest and uh it's us giving our finish to uh shay from high profile now on the back of it it says music city demon shit so yeah it's um, demon shit is just a weird vibe, though. Um, what we what we do with it, like the whole darkness, is we're both like emo kids, metal kids. Like everything, like dark, death, and sad, is really kind of like our real mo and kind of our real life. So when it came to wrestling and taking on, like, who are we going to be? We decided, like, let's just crank up this like evil, dark, like demon shit, and and see where it goes. And now it's like we got. On Fest. This is our third time at Fest, which apparently is weird to people because a lot of people say, we've seen you guys there like five or six times. I'm like, no, you didn't.
4: Right, right. And that's, that's actually <laughs> a good point you made just now. And I would I would encourage every wrestler uh, out there, don't do something halfway. If you're going to do it, fucking do it to 12 because none of these guys here stop at five and go, I'll just be this. They're like, I'll be this. You, know? you think Coach Mikey stops at five or six? No. Nope.
3: Yeah, that's the thing. It's like... This gimmick wasn't supposed to be a thing. It was literally just something for us, for them to leave us like, for them to not have to deal with us. And we stuck to it. We we showed up at every show. We were make going to every other promotion to be like, we're a tag team. Like I'm not gonna half ass this. We're getting matching gear. We're gonna have gimmicks. We're gonna have characters. We're going to do this. I took that from Dusty Rhodes when he got the polka dots gimmick in WWE. It was like he didn't half ass it. He leaned into it, and we leaned into it. And now we're the Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champions. And we're like their top
2: Nice. You know. Very nice. Well, gentlemen, you uh, are a tag team presence, even if it is only your third time appearing uh, in the ring at Fest. Uh, As far as tag team wrestling on this panel, your only real opposition is the team led by Coach Mikey. So uh, you have faced the Ugly Ducklings before. We have. Yes.
8: Um. And that match challenged us beyond anything we've ever done as a tag team. Um, and I, I say like, I've said before, I'm like, have you ever had a match or looked back at tape and got OCD or PTSD from it or OCD or PTSD from it? <laughs> that match literally shook us to our core and like on a real level. And when we got done with it, it was like this massive kick in the butt. This is like, wow. We really need to crank ourselves up and um, and we did more <laughs> demon shit. Yeah. And yeah. What was that
1: hashtag?
3: But that be oh. but that became a personal goal after that match. We were actually having a long conversation with Awakened member Wolf Taylor about this, you know. Never it- heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> oh. There is uh we were saying like there's no such thing as you don't fail if you learn. Yeah. And we just took that as a learning opportunity. And we spent the last it's been eight months now since we wrestled the fest. And I told Caden, I was like, I want to be 10 20 30 times the wrestler uh i am now that you know when i get back i want to be 30 times the wrestler i was before so we every weekend we've been going to as many promotions as possible working the panhandle working miami we wrestled tech we wrestled awaken we wrestled the metro brothers we got them sunday and they're going down this time because i don't take a whipping from a leather belt very kindly um and we just i do (laughs) yeah you do well you didn't
8: ask me first (laughs)
3: That means sex, but yeah, it was just <laughs> <laughs>
2: hashtag BDSM shit. <laughs> that that does fit in the category of demon shit. Just this so is you know. true. This that, is it, with, yeah. well, especially when everything is demon shit. Everything right. is oh, demon yeah. shit. I'm,
4: I'm liking this mythos. I'm liking this uh, this perspective. Very nice. So but yeah,
3: yeah, but we just we just knew that like if we get the opportunity to come back, we're not gonna disappoint. We're gonna be better. We're gonna be ready. And I honestly can say like you know. I don't even think I'm on the ducks level yet, but I'm definitely a lot better. We're definitely a lot better than we were, and we're ready to perform on Sunday.
4: The only way to get better at tennis is to play with people who are good at tennis. So I assume that works with wrestling. Yeah,
3: yeah wrestle people better in than a non
4: tennis sort of way. Yes. Uh, Eric Cannon, thank you for being here, sir. Yeah. You, you. Are uh, a fest favorite, no doubt about that. Uh, you've got the uh, the ability, you've got the attitude that fits right in with this punk crowd, uh, fest wrestling, and uh, looking forward to seeing you in the PBR Wild Man tomorrow. Good luck to you there, sir. I'm going to win. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but you're a wrestler. Who has the distinct honor of also having your own promotion in first wrestling.
1: Sometimes an honor, sometimes a headache.
4: And that's my question is, do you think being a promoter yourself gives you a unique perspective or maybe taught you a bit about the other, or obviously a lot about the other side, but does that encourage your wrestling or how you deal with talent?
1: Um, I think that it's actually the other way around because I've been wrestling for 17 years I've just been promoting um, for about 10. And it was a lot of the things I had to deal with, the headaches, the frustrations, the camaraderie amongst the boys where it's like, what's this fucking guy's problem? Like, what's taking so long? Things like that that we endure as talent, I believe have helped me become a better promoter because I don't want to run my talent through the rigors of the cliche like promoter stuff. I.e. like one of the worst things in the world, especially in the Midwest. I don't know if it's a big Florida thing, but there's this old school tactic where promoters will make you wait and wait and wait and wait and wait and wait, and wait to, pay, to get paid because the mindset is these, <laughs> the mindset is these kids are going to leave and I won't have to pay them. So, so there are things like this that I've endured as a talent that I like refuse to do to my talent as a promoter, um, but what you asked about being a promoter versus a talent is the the perspective it gives me is it's a little bit of a lost thing these days is place on a card, um, and it's actually one of the coolest things about Fest is there is no place on a card. We're all allowed. We're all given a green light. Go to ten if you can. Go to twelve. This is your time. This is your set. Play all the hits. Do what you want to do. Entertain these people. However, when you're matched nine. On a fest card, it's like, oh, shit, what's left? <laughs> because the crew that Tony puts on every show, they're going to go out there, and they are that group of people, guys and girls, that turn it up to 12. They're giving you everything they got within that time frame given. And as a promoter slash talent, it frustrates me because I think to myself, oh, man, Tony, put me on early because... I I can only drink so much PBR in 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, right. so there are things like that that, that, I, that I see and experience as a promoter slash talent that I don't think other talents or other promoters uh, see or understand or, or even take into consideration. Uh, now, that being said, that's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just a me
2: thing, you know? But it is a, a, a very different thing to wear those two different hats. And I know that you've been a part of Fest Wrestling from the very beginning. And as a promoter, uh, with the relationship that you have with Tony Weinbender, when you have to take off that promoter hat, and oh, and by the way, that relationship has nothing to do with why Eric Cannon will win the Wildman Cup <laughs> tomorrow. But uh, when you have to put on that uh, that that talent cap, does it... Are you forced to take off that promoter cap, um, especially when you have a relationship with the promoter? Um, I try
1: to be a talent slash promoter everywhere because I just want to represent myself to the best of my abilities, even if that means not that that Tony needs the help, but if a sponsor or, or... Oh, let me rephrase that. Someone help Tony. Tony does need the help. <laughs> so if there's a sponsor or a bartender or a whomever, uh, uh, one of the girls that's at eight seconds that mans the, the beer tub, it's just my nature to be like, hey, thank you so much for having us. I don't have to do that. I'm just a talent. But I, that promoter part of me doesn't ever shut off. So I'm always thanking the people at the venue. I'm always thanking you know, the the people that are the – what's the word I want to use? the The unspoken, the unheard of – Backstage types that make these shows run. It's like, hey, thanks for doing what you do. I appreciate it. And it's like, that's Tony's job. But I just do it anyways because Tony needs the fucking help.
9: And I'm
4: sure he appreciates that
9: help. And it really does go a long way, you know. Because what we started with Fest Wrestling, we had zero blueprint on how to do a wrestling show at all. And you helped out a lot when I, you know, before we even started Fest Wrestling, I called Eric Cannon at a recommendation from Less Than Jake. And been like, they're like, there's this dude, Eric Cannon. And I was like, hold on, who's this guy? And I remember looking at some old tape of you with like these weird like juggalo pants and like a mohawk. And I was like, I don't know about this motherfucker, man. But no, we've been not, but, but ever like what? We talked almost like two hours that first day just about everything because you were a fan of, of what I had been doing with Fest. You know, and then I just had a bunch of questions on how do we properly do this so it doesn't suck. It's uh, about equality and about fun, and uh, you know all this stuff. And so, you know, the first time we did fest wrestling at fest, Eric helped out tremendously, and he's always been. Every time you come down to Gainesville and help, you know, he's the first person to tell me to cut everything in half. <laughs> and he's also the first person to be upstairs with all the, all the other wrestlers to be like, hey, how can we collectively make this show better, too? It's, you're not, as my old man used to say, you don't have the WIFM program, the what's in it for me. Ah.
1: You know?
4: Remember that term, everybody. Awesome. Well, Tony, you got the mic, uh, unless you want to add to that.
1: I was just going to say, uh, going back to these guys, that that long conversation about what we can do, what we should do, how it can be done. It was just a whole bunch of demon shit. Is really what it boiled down to. <laughs> Hashtag
4: demon shit. Someone's gonna make that shirt, guys. You better you better make it quick.
9: Oh, speaking of the demon shit, you guys were gracious enough to give me a shirt, you know, the first time. And I always forget it says that demon shit on the back. And I'll just be like in Publix, which is our grocery store. Or you got a church and and, and people just look at me weird and I'm like, Why is this motherfucker giving me the eye? But one time, one time this old like crusty dude comes up and he's like taps me on the shoulder and he goes what's this shirt all about and i was like oh it's just a tag team from wrestling called dakota and he goes no what's up with this demon shit and he kind of looked inspired and i was like oh no i'm not talking to you about
2: this.
9: <laughs> you converted that no, guy he was like you know what no. no he was not interested in the rest he was like yeah i don't care what's the front with dakota he's like what's up with this demon shit and i was like, no man, I'm not going down your your, your weird dark, dark, dark path <laughs> in the middle of like while I'm trying to buy like vegetables and stuff. I'd what? be very
2: I'd be very interested to know what was in his his shopping cart. Oh, okay. Cement <laughs> demon shit. Cement and demon shit, obviously. New
9: cereal brought to you by Procter and Gamble. Demon shit. Demon
2: shit. General s- Mills. Do they sell cement at Publix? They do.
4: Uh, Tony, you got the microphone. I want to ask you a question real quick. Um, you've been in business, I uh, mean, doing the Fest for at least seventeen years. Uh, fest Wrestling, though, has existed for two years. You just had your second anniversary show recently, yeah? <laughs> Ow! Woo! My question, thank you. Uh, my question for you, sir, is: What show that you've put on are you the most proud of to date?
9: I think always the shows we do at Fest are impressive because it's so it's one, it's fucking long. Uh, and happens. <laughs> cut it in um, half, cut it in half. <laughs> but also we're able to bring in, this is the one opportunity where we're able to bring in other promotions and other people and showcase more than just fest wrestling. You know, it's like, there's all these other people that need this spotlight too. You know, kind of like with the music festival fest, it's not about like one record label or one style of music. It's about a collection of people having kind of a, a like mentality. Um, and so, uh, I always think those are good, but I think the most impressed one, and you're probably going to not like this one. I'm touching Eric Cannon. Hey,
1: it's your show, man. Uh,
9: <laughs> was when we lost our venue after our very first show was at, during Fest. We used the eight seconds. Um, at the time, it was called Cowboys, by some, and they had some,
1: I don't know. Is this, want, the, is this when the girls tore the, the ceiling apart? Or like something off the bar?
9: Oh, no, no, no. That was the first show. That was Teddy Stigma. And that, that had nothing to do with why we lost the venue. We lost cool. the venue because the people that owned it were sketchy as fuck. Not the current owners we have now. Uh, were sketchy as fuck. And just like the day after Fest closed the doors with our shit still in there and just skated out of town. Uh, so we had a show. Like, we're going to do show number two in December. It's got this crazy idea called Pickle in the Tree. And then we didn't have a venue. And I went ah, all, just kidding. And I went all around Gainesville trying to find a space that would let us use it or be physically able for us to use it. So we ended up doing it at this place called Curie on the Drag, which was one December outside and it was basically just a lot of grass and like I think one electrical outlet that was so fucking far away. And so we <laughs> Just p- collectively as a group, you know, and as a family pulled it together. And it took like two days of setup. We put all these lights up in the trees. I rented the f- first ladder match. Rented a ladder that was way too fucking tall at first. <laughs> Great for hanging lights up in trees. Scary as fuck for a ladder match.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, Spanish fly. Spanish fly. No, we, no, no, we, no, no, no. We quickly went they, that They went did it away. anyway.
9: But it was fun because it was like almost like a challenge—one to create something out of nothing, and then two to like use what we had there. Like we didn't have proper lights because it was like you know just an outside you know field almost. You know, it was a, it was a lot.
4: But 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 on that though, it's funny you mention that because it's it's a running joke on our show that every time we mention Fest Wrestling, we go, "Is it going to be a curie on the drag?" Because that was our first Fest experience, so we thought it's always here. So the next one, it was just like, "What's eight seconds?" And then it was always there. It was like, oh, that was a one-time thing. And our brains, that is the home, the official home of best oh, yeah. wrestling I, is curiosity. Oh, yeah, I, I
2: must have asked ten times, how are they going to fit that school bus in this bar? <laughs>
9: <laughs> yeah, for those of you who don't know, there was a school bus, and we decided, okay, there's, that's awesome. Let's work that in. You know, uh, there was Teddy also Teddy
4: there Jason Kate off of that bus. Jesus, yeah,
9: there was a battle through it, uh, but we learned a lot from that. You know, that show and, and you know that we could all pull our resources together and make something really fun and very memorable. But at the same time, uh, you know, work with beautiful people in Gainesville that were like, "Hey, I've never even been to your show, but you guys do fun stuff." Bring it on! And they were so people at Curia were very, very helpful. They're still there. We can't do it there anymore because after that show, we were like, you know what? Fuck it. It's harder. But you know, eight seconds wasn't around, and so we're like, we can do it there again. And then they had their New Year's Eve party for their all their employees and <laughs> stupid employee appreciation <laughs> says and, the promoter. Uh, and the uh, cops got called for noise, and so they were like, Oh, we can't. So I was like, so we can have a crazy ladder match. <laughs> with people screaming and chanting and people going through tables left and right. But you guys have a Christmas party and you <laughs> fuck it up for everybody.
1: <laughs> I, wanna, I would like to circle back to the uh, the question about what Tony feels was the best show. I would like to chime in and let, as back to that promoter talent thing, it's ridiculously impressive to me that Tony is able to juggle... Like, 350 bands, four hours of wrestling, the travel, the lodging, the everything, the support system, the team, the delegation, the works. Absolutely. The idea that that's a thing that occurs and nobody ever dies (laughs) is amazing to me. Because, well, yeah, my liver's... (laughs) But it's just the idea that this many talents, bands, days sets, venues, the works. It's fucking mind-boggling, and it's impressive. And on our way over here, I told Tony, I've been wrestling for 17 years, and I don't take vacations because vacation days means I don't get to wrestle on the weekend. But since Tony started doing fest wrestling, Tony's allowed me to take a vacation every October. So thank you, Tony, for doing all the things that you
3: do. Here,
4: here, here, coming. here, 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 indeed. We're going to open it up now to some general questions for anyone who wants to answer. This side of the table is getting a little lonely. Wake up, Max. Thank you. Uh, you. So you. we just had All In. For those of you who don't you. know, All In is All In was kind of like the WrestleMania of the indies. Is that fair to say, gentlemen? Would you nod, maybe? Yeah. A, a big Good. effort, a big deal, because a lot of wrestlers didn't wait for a promoter to put on a mega show. They put their own mega show on themselves. Um, My question is, I mean, all in just happened, so it might be an easy yes, but do you guys think indie wrestling is still heading in the right direction?
7: Yes.
3: Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Good night, folks. Good night,
4: folks. I think
3: think the big telltale sign is, you know, you have things like Impact, MLW, Lucha Underground. Like, the more promotions that have television, the more work there is for talent, and the more work, the better the business is. Great. Yeah. Um, or Zaheep.
5: I think it's um, really up to the wrestlers at this point. Um, you have to stand up for yourself. You know, um, I'm, I'm only speaking for myself. And, like, I think Fest is, like, that's why I love Fest is that there's a respect for us as individuals and as artists. Like, there are a lot of people are trying to tap in and trying to, trying to steal. Like, there's a lot of cultural vulturism going on right now. And you can't allow that to happen to yourself as artists and as individuals. So it's really up to the wrestlers and wrestlers have to stand up. Independent wrestling is amazing, but as the independent individuals need to stand up for that.
7: I I mean, I think um, Fest Wrestling is a great example of the right direction that wrestling's going. Um, Because I mean, growing up in like the punk rock, hardcore scene, it was the quality movement from there was so uplifting and then for so long in pro wrestling, it was the complete opposite. You watch wrestling and like, and I'm not saying it was everywhere, but you watch in certain aspects and you're like, women didn't have the same equality and the same able to have matches. There were gimmicks literally based on a religion that the guy didn't even practice. And it's like when I came to the fest for the first time, the locker room meeting, I remember seeing Tony and he's like, all right, guys, um, just quick rundown of the show. No homophobic shit, no racist shit. And no sexist shit. Go have fun. And I looked at Rob and Lance, and I was like, I don't ever want to leave here. This is amazing. <laughs> so it's. I think that's what why Fest Wrestling is such a huge thing, and it's it's such a homey kind of thing. You feel like home because when I go out there, or when any of these guys go out there, we're not just wrestling to showcase ourselves. We're wrestling to showcase Fest Wrestling and what they stand up beyond wrestling. You know, the quality movement that is surrounding Gainesville this weekend and. Like the stuff that I've seen just from every single band, I'm just like, I'm sitting there and then me and Tony will drink later and he'll try to convince me to move here. And I'm like, I might just do it.
1: (laughs) I don't know if it's by design or if it's accidental or if it's simply due to the need of content on the WWE network, but WWE recognizing the pasts of people like Daniel Bryan, uh, CM Punk, AJ Styles, uh, Seth Rollins, acknowledging their histories their pasts, and showing them that, hey man, you know what, WWE comes to your town once or twice a year, but down the street, six blocks, there's a weird little wrestling show in a venue you probably aren't aware that exists until that started happening, and those guys continuing to work that style with that passion that has never changed is something they can go to that weird venue they've never been to to see that show they've never seen or heard of and they'll get to see the same type of passion, the same style of wrestling, the same mentality that, hey, tonight's my night. I got this many minutes and I'm going to make sure that everybody in the room gets their money that gets their money's worth. So the idea that WWE is again whether it's intentional or accidental acknowledging indie wrestling, that's a huge reason why I think independent wrestling is Doing such amazing business currently.
4: I totally agree. And on that, uh, Fest Wrestling itself was featured on WWE when they were doing uh, a little piece on Ruby Riot, uh, formerly known as Heidi Lovelace, former Fest Wrestling champion, the inaugural Fest Wrestling champion. Uh, so seeing Fest Wrestling on that on that TV was like, oh yeah, because these wrestlers who are on WWE they come from somewhere, and I hate it. And you I mean you said Daniel Bryan and you said AJ Styles, and that's when it started to. They started to acknowledge, like, okay, they're not brand new to wrestling. It's like this new guy who's been wrestling for twenty years.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah exactly. That ship has sailed. For it would be foolish of WWE to, to to ignore that. And I don't think uh, that it's just uh, wanting for content. They can always dig out more old content from their archives. It absolutely is indie wrestling done right. That's forcing their hand. Rich, did you have something to add to that?
0: I I, I think. In in general, the business culturally is way better than it's ever been. Even from you know five six years ago when I was when I first started out in the indies, there's way less of the carnyism and the just the shady shit that, that there is are going literally on. the carnies. Well, I know that, but
4: who <laughs> will be in action at Fest Wrestling tomorrow, folks?
0: Now, as as far as a business, is it a bubble? I mean, we could probably talk about that for hours. I I think that there's going to be at some point we, some we kind don't of have hours. I know that, but some kind of, some kind of critical mass Heat. that business-wise, I think there's more of us that have the opportunity to, to do it, and, and you're seeing it more at a local level now. Does that mean everybody's making a living off it? No, but I think that that frees it up that we're, it's, it's punk rock, and we're a lot, we can do what we want, how we want to do it, without the rules and restrictions of trying to be something else, without trying to be something bigger, so to speak. Yes.
2: Uh, okay. Well, so fuck me. I was looking at the time. All right. <laughs> so w- with all these, uh, all these really heavy questions, I have another incredibly heavy question. Uh, I don't know how many of you uh, suffer from crippling anxiety like I do, but I carry it to sleep with me and I constantly feel like I am late for high school football practice or I'm naked in front of the class. I know I'm not alone in the world with these thoughts, but for professional wrestlers, do you dream of showing up at your matches naked? Mikey does show up at Oh, yeah. Naked. I, <laughs> okay, there we go.
7: I I never dream about not wearing clothes, but I have this constant dream and it happens over and over again. Where like I'm outside and I'm like talking with somebody, I was like, okay, we're match six. And all the all of a sudden like I hear the beat of her song and I'm like, shit, and I'm like <laughs> running through And it's like, because everyone makes a joke, it's like, well, Mikey, it takes you like five seconds to get dressed because you're wearing less clothes and you change into another pair of less clothes. I'm like, well, yeah, but I always have that reoccurring dream of being late and hearing our music and I'm just like, I ruined everything. And I'm like, technically, if that happened, me running through the crowd to the ring wouldn't be that big of a deal, but like it happens every night. and I wake up like it's the worst nightmare and I don't know why. It just happens.
4: Very nice. Well, folks, we are nearing the five-minute point, which means we've entered the lightning round. That's right, ladies and gentlemen.
9: I'm going to ask you a
4: question, everybody. (laughs) I thought that was me. I was like, did I just make that noise? Uh, Sorry, Max here. Everyone's going to answer this question. Uh, It's called Finish the Statement. All right, finish the statement. I
0: hate when wrestlers
6: Uh, don't have fun.
0: Remind me it's a work.
5: Don't help each other out. Do the same thing. Are selfish.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Mikey
2: repeated his answer. Do
4: the same thing. It's funny. Sorry, Ronnie, say yours again. (laughs) I hate when wrestlers are selfish. Awesome. I mean, that's not awesome. Go
8: ahead. I hate when wrestlers are stubborn about... um, wrestling things.
1: Do the same thing.
4: (laughs) Well done, Mr. Cannon. Well done.
9: I know, but I've even talked about this all weekend. Don't email me saying, hey man, I'm just going to show up at your show to help out. <laughs> That's not. I, mean, a I don't ask personal. You, do. you don't need to, you
2: know. That's a promoter thing. All right, here we go. This is for everybody again. This is Fest 17. When I think of Fest 34, I think Wow.
0: <laughs> I'll probably have grandkids. Mike still looks really awesome.
3: <laughs>
5: I'm going to cry.
3: I thought Lagwagon broke up.
8: <laughs> I don't know. I think my kid will probably be wrestling for fest wrestling at 34. Aww.
4: <laughs> Hashtag demon shit junior. Tiny.
8: Tiny demon shit.
9: Tiny demon shit. No, you'll deal with that. Uh, liver cirrhosis or something? Like, <laughs> I'll be dead, right? Fuck. Yeah, I was going to say, at least when you put... The picture of me up after I'm long gone and dead. Just make it look okay, a little younger version. Oh, you know. so, so
4: many suits to put the picture up of you in. Uh, final question, gentlemen. What people who don't like wrestling don't understand is
6: it's cool, it's fun.
7: They don't have to believe it's real, they just have to be entertained.
5: We're just ourselves, like just ourselves. Wrestling isn't wrestling.
8: Wrestling
3: is family. Your favorite movie is also fake as shit.
4: Yes, <laughs> yes.
9: I I, I can't I, I can't beat any of those, you know. So.
2: Okay. Darren, you got one more quick one? I do have one more quick one. It's it lightning, de- baby. Lightning. It depends on how fast it can be answered, but actually this question is only for Coach Mikey. Coach oh, Mikey, Lord. it's a little bit weird without seeing your ducklings around mm. you. Uh, the, the pond doesn't have a lot of waves in it, so I'm going to bring Rob Kiljoy and Lance Lude into this question. Okay. All right, this is, this question was a hit last year, so it's always <sighs> a fun party game. Mary, fuck. Kill! Oh my God! <laughs> all right, Rob Killjoy. He's just gonna Lance fuck them all. we and the coda because everybody likes a double stuff Oreo.
7: Okay, so Mary fuck kill. Okay, wow. well, uh,
2: I, mean, I, I want to die,
7: so go for I, it. I'm, I'm, I'm probably i I might fuck you guys. I don't know. <laughs> Bad yeah, time, I, Jesus. when you say demon shit, I'm kind of intrigued. So, <laughs> um, and just by default, because me and Rob already argue like a married couple, I don't think we could be married, and you'll agree with that. So, I might, yeah, I'd kill Rob, but like by accident, like it would be like, oh shit, and then. And then me and Lance would just be married and we would just chain smoke and that'd be it. And fuck like, us on the side. It would just be in one of those like living rooms in front of like a TV we watch the same show over again and the walls would be like stained yellow from cigarette smoke and we'd be like, Honey, get the dishes. That's it. <laughs> the
3: question answer. is the question is is Lance the top or bottom?
7: Both.
2: He's the middle.
3: Versatility. Ooh. That's Ooh, the wow. secret to a long marriage, folks. Well,
4: I don't think we can follow anything up with that one, huh, Darren?
2: No, that's it. That's it.
4: That is it. Yeah. Well, then, we got to thank all these fine gentlemen who came out to our show tonight. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Woo! Give it up for Max Craig. Give it up for Rich Bokini. Yeah. Yeah. Coach Mikey. Yeah. Yes. Saib Al-Sabah. Yeah.
2: Ronnie Rios. Caden oh. Green. Not Caden and Caden. Eric Cannon. Oh. And Tony... Give
4: it up for Tony... Tony Weinbender! We want to thank all the folks who came out for our show. We appreciate having all of you here. We want to thank Fest 17. We want to thank the Hippodrome. And we want to thank you. Tune into our show. Comes out every Friday on iTunes. Once again, my name is Perry
2: Smith. And my name is the Incredible Badass. That is Darren Beasley. Take that, Paul Lazenby. And, and thank you for listening to the old wrestling podcast calls right
4: down the middle, the whole refin show. Good night, folks.
2: Yes, welcome to Eric Cannon, the father of first wrestling, the home of Russell Palooza and the only PBR sponsored professional wrestler.
5: You know but but typically when alcoholics get sponsored it's for other reasons Darren.